From Joburg, South Africa, this is Jazz Sessions on Trans Africa Radio. I had this song about eight or nine years ago, and uh, I was in Pretoria while, you know, I was in Tswane. I, 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 I love using these change names because of, they get me excited, and they, make, they remind me why we do the things that we do. So I was in Tswane, and, uh, you know, got a, I was working for another radio station that I'm still passionate about because of we started it, you know, at a very small grounds you know uh, as students and um, it went big it went bigger than us and we were able to call anyone under the sun to come and have a conversation with and uh, a friend of a friend called me said hey we're having uh, a journalist meeting and then we this this new artist he's great he's amazing and uh, <laughs> I would like you to have him on your show. And probably that was the best decision that I've done ever in my career, in my radio career. <laughs> the guy was Mbuzo Koza. Bob Koza, how are you? I'm good and you. Nyapila. <laughs> yes. So I broke your virginity. Yes. <laughs> In 2012. I broke your radio virginity (laughs) (laughs) while you were starting out, and it was amazing to to chat with you. Yeah. I wish I could play snippets of that (laughs) and and hear how you have grown over the years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, It has mm -hmm. been a roller coaster journey. It has been beautiful, and it has been amazing to see you grow. Um, We have come full circle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it has been a, a, a hectic and fulfilling at the same time. Yes, you know when you when you think that when we met, um, <laughs> I mean I, I couldn't even afford uh, accommodation at that time. It was hectic. Yeah. Uh, but looking back, selling CDs direct to the people up to now, and the nominations and traveling mm. collaborations that came out of that album. Yes. Yeah, no, it's. Fulfilling, I must say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that yesterday night you were performing and you're yeah. still a bit tired, but thank you for being with us on Trans Africa Radio. Thank you so much for inviting me. I mean, I'm committed to art, I'm, I'm not a celebrity and I will never be. For me, this is a job that needs to be taken serious. Yeah. You respect those who support you, invite you to these interviews like you did today, and I had to honor that. And I'm not doing you a favor. I come here because I'm committed to what I'm doing, and I thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Mm. We are just starting. Wherever yeah. you are, you have tuned in yeah. from, through other continents, from Tunisia up until to the very small townships of South Africa, from Modokosko to Madagascar. Hey, he is here in studio, and we are chatting with Mbuzo Koza, if you have just tuned in. An amazing brother. Who have been doing the most and contributing amazingly to the music industry, but now, amongst all the things that you are doing, you are now, you know, have become the custodian of the history of Isandlwana. Yes. And it excites me that you you took this direction. Mm-hmm. Super excited in a sense that. It is important for us to 
to write our history. Mm. But for you, you are bringing it in a music uh, direction. You're bringing the music in narrating mm. this important mm. uh, moment mm. that happened in history. Yes. What is it that you, or what that triggered you, mm. besides that you have blood lineages mm. related to, to, yes. to the cause, you know, or yes. the men in, in, in charge. Mm. What triggered you to say, I'm going to, to take this journey. Mm. I'm going to retell. I'm going to re-emphasize. I'm going to rubber stamp mm. this incidence of history. Mm. What, what poked you for mm. you to take this, this direction? I think after <clears throat> I mean, watching quite a, a lot of different soapies and dramas on TV, I realized that when it's time to demonstrate like a, a traditional African wedding, you know, producers, I must say, they failed to demonstrate that. They've never done a proper research. So I thought to myself... Okay, in terms of storyline? In terms of storyline, in terms of how the culture is performed. Oh, okay. Uh, during the weddings or any other rituals that bring stability to us as Africans. Mm. They just, I don't know, it's like they improvise, they, they use whatever that they have. I understand the poetic license, mm. but <laughs> there is a, there's an issue of miseducation as well. There is a, I mean, as we speak, there is a, a soapy that calls all calls about Povunga and you know, and I, I'm wondering that if the, I mean, do they have the language advisors, cultural advisors in this, so that they do a proper research because I, I mean, the history they say no does not connect with what they say. Mm. Uh, so then I started to do research in 2013 on Amahuba music, and I realized when I was um, busy navigating. There's a lot that can be learned from the music itself. Mm. A song can become a thesis on its own. True. And a song can become a monument on its own. It's, on, it's not only buildings and in humans that can be monumentalized. You can imagine if you go to these museums like um, Constitutional Hill, mm. if you were to get there and there's a music that is played and there's an explanation of linguistics, history behind the music, poetic aspects, uh, you know, all of those. But we, we haven't done it. So I realized that we need to do it on stage, on spot. Yeah. So that was uh, that what triggered my interest in heritage. It was not about uh, trying to make money. You know, it's something that is within me. It was not even a research. It was just reflecting on who... I am. Because there's no way that you can research who you are. Yeah. Oh, I, stepping back, you know, tracing the, you know, the lineage you can, of which I think, I mean, you've wrote uh, yes. your, your your masters around, around the Sanjuana. Amahubo. Amahubo, yeah, yes. The music, yes. The music yes, yes. I did a public, I mean, public culture adverts in 2018. Then our, after that, I was accepted as a master's student. Mm. So I'm doing master's of arts in heritage now. So, yeah, the, the journey is amazing. And to think that um, growing up, and there's a song called The Show that speaks about the history of my upbringing. Mm. My father is from Swaziland. I am Swati fully. Uh, my mother is Umzul. Mm. She was a daughter of 
uh, chief Big uh, Ivuso Kosa, who is a direct descendant of Winjing Waigamaholo, who was a general commander in 1879. So my father gave my mother a wrong surname and wrong details about who he was. And when she was pregnant, and she he denied me. And mm. they say he came when I was three years. And I was my body was full of wounds and rash because I was not well taken care of because there was no home. I never had a home. I never had a sense of belonging. I was raised by um, the relatives. Mm. And you got beaten by whoever want to beat you oh. up at that time call you Ishangane. We're going to get to the issues of tribalism and unpack how stupid is tribalism. Mm. So, yeah, so growing up like that, uh, I couldn't spend time with my mother, not because she was not there for me, yeah. but she was working so hard, traveling for two hours every day just to work in a farm cultivating crops, you know, planting sugar cane. You know, it was not easy for her. So she had to stay in these compounds and come back on Fridays so that she can get to see me and her friends, you know. Uh, so it was not like a, an easy life. And But that has really helped me because automatically I became the child of the community and that's when I got to learn more about culture and about what the role of a man in, in, in the society as well. So the Battle of Isandra and the lecture and the music of Amahubo, for me, they are a pregnant topic. You can unpack quite a lot of things within it. Yeah. Yeah. And as I was doing this research, I got to understand a lot of things about what is the difference between uh, history, culture, and heritage, and traditions. Mm. Because people, they tend to misconstrue these things. They, when they go overseas, they demonstrate Ubungoma as as the culture. When Ubungoma is not, is not even part of our culture. When we are discussing the issues of culture, Ubungoma can't be part of that discussion. It's your gift from your ancestors. <laughs> it does not resemble how South Africans are. Culture should be what all South Africans are practicing. Mm. You know, like what you're wearing now. It's heritage. It's part of our heritage mm. and it's part of our culture. Or well, we can it's even take in, I mean, fabrics that are not even from Africa, for, for heaven's sake. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So what I'm trying to say is, yeah, this journey has been really amazing. And um, it's, as you said, it's exciting that I never thought I'd be here. I'd be uh, speaking about the issues of heritage and its importance and doing lectures because... When I was growing up, I thought I was going to just hold a microphone and people would love me and I would receive calls going everywhere, driving me big messages. Yes, you are driving. You are, that, that, that you are driving no, now. No, no, no. I'm talking Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be living in Sentinel and Umshaga, you know. So, but I think also, there are, I mean, black people are, are conflicted because after the, these colonial battles, King Mshosha fought with um, the, the, the British armies mm. and he also fought with um, um, the Afrikaners and the only you have to do aftermath the challenge is that 
the missionary influences and the main aim of the colonizers was to preach the gospel yes. of Christianity, but at the expense of our culture. And for me, we need to say as Africans, Christianity has messed a lot of things up, but Jesus has never done us wrong. But Christianity as an instrument needs to be investigated and find ways of reimagining it and remodeling it mm. so that we are able to consume it as Africans. But for instance, when they were preparing for the Battle of Isandlan, people would walk from a shore where King Inlovu, Peter Maris, but from all over, barefooted. They would walk maybe two weeks, others four days, just together to hold this meeting about the Battle of Isandlan because yeah. the ultimatums that were put forward by the British government were that they want to preach gospel freely. And then when your wife will accept the Lord, she can't be part of the preparation of Mkomboti because it's demonic, mm. you know. So now, later after this battle, people began to flock into churches, especially women. Why women went to, to, I mean, to these churches? It's because when these men were, went to these meetings, Abo Sethia Fellowshipton, who was a representative of the British government, yeah. She con he convinced these women who were busy cultivating crops, giving them uh, biscuits and beautiful dresses and telling them that there is this God they need to accept. So when these men came back from the preparation of the battle, they found their women now, they are unable to, to perform their rituals at home as, 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 I mean, as the pillars of, of, of households. We're seeing that even happening now. Yes. That any church that mushrooms... The women are still the targets. Yes, the women are always targeted. And then these men beat these women up now because they felt, why would you side with the colonizers? Mm. But now, it was wrong of them to beat those women up, but again, there was a lot of disruption. And then, where were those women going to run to? To the missionary houses. So now, the challenges that we are facing today after these colonial battles are the colonization of ears. When you take a child who was born in 2000, no, even someone who was born in the 80s. Yeah. They would be like, this is odd. Because the ears are colonized by you know, we, we people started to listen to about Bach, Mozart, mm. and they felt more important now wearing bow ties, looking in a certain manner, you know, and when they now they introduced the church uniforms so that you'll be able to see paparic. So paparian mm. are not wearing these uh, um, in church uniforms, so they were able to identify their enemies now. The terminology now, it's the vocabulary of all these terms is building up. Exactly. Amakaba, yeah. amapina, uncouth. Mm. And then there are those uh, who are off the side of the missionaries, the educated ones. And they were made principals, they were made teachers, mm. you know. But the problem is that I remember growing up when you are working the land, they say, oh, my tapu the dirty one. But when you are going to work wearing a tie and a suit, you'd see a mother, you know, 
making a proud statement. In mm. But that person is is a prisoner. But also, I mean, for, for, for me, one of the reasons we, we look to history is, is to reflect where we are now. And, and get reminded of the things we shouldn't repeat. We shouldn't repeat, but for you as a cultural activist, yeah. what are some of the steps that we, or the, what is it that mm. we need to, to, to change, you know, yes. what this, if there's a switch in our minds or in our brains, yes. what is it that we need to turn mm. for us to, because really we uh-huh. cannot be going back, True. day in and day out, but like, what is it that we need to, to shift and going forward? Because I was yeah. curious about the back Yes, true. <laughs> true. I think, in my view, we need to study our history so that we tap, we tap into the knowledge that will enable us to understand what constitutes our philosophy as African. Yeah. Yes, we can't be wearing uh, the animal skins every day because of the climate. Uh, this is why it is kept as heritage. Mm. What is the distinction between uh, history, culture, and heritage? History comes in as an intervention to do what? To record, document history. And later, uh, these histories uh, become... Culture, culture is born. And later, when those cultures, because of migration, and remember that language does not develop from ethnicity but from migrating. So as time goes, we are unable to wear these animal skins every day, then they are protected as what? As heritage. So this is why we're able, we should be able to put a distinction. And then we say, when we are studying our history, it does not mean that we, we are going to live in the past, but we are reliving the past experiences with the view to the future. So that should be the plan behind the studying of history, the valorization of heritage. When you ascribe value to history and culture, I think the view should be about presenting the future for our kids and say, hey, uh, culture does not mean things should be done like this forever because mm. it, culture evolves, but at least understand where it comes from so that you pra- as you practice it, you know the changes that were done with because of the years and times, but this is where it comes from. Mm. So it's very important to do that and also uh, to awaken people, you know, God never made a mistake when he created Africa. When you try to imitate Americans, imitate these uh, Europeans, what difference are you making in the world? Mm. When you are not using your own language in the making of your music, in your writing, what is it really that you want to present to the world? Because you will ne- you'll never make a difference. Mm, they're not even playing our music that side. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, and another thing is the, the danger that we are facing is that people are collecting their history with an aim to make money only. There's no love. The challenge is that when you do that, it means anything that is never well researched, as long as it's accepted by the people, and then you're going to present it. And what will happen in future when the truth arises? Well, the truth always comes to the surface. If you have mm. just tuned in, I'm chatting to Umbuso, because I will never forget that it's so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Because, uh, you know, I'm proud baby woman, so my tongue c- can do the things. And yes. also, now I figured that even the typing uh, did the things. But yes, I'm chatting to Mbuso Koza. Uh, we're talking about uh, culture, about, you know, heritage, about history, and some of the things uh, that we really need to, you know, uh, put, you know, an eye to and uh, see how we, we do do, 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 we do things uh, differently moving forward. Yeah. 30, 31, uh, just went 32, 32 minutes after 9 Central African time. I'm going to play a tune, and when we, continue, when we, when we come back, I'll be continuing to chat with Mbuso Koza and uh, also talking about uh, tribalism, which we have seen and it has spread throughout uh, so much. You know, then now uh, we have the terms like xenophobia and xenophobics when we come back. Well, I was trying to play you a tune, and uh, it, it, has, it has been revisited, but yeah, I'll get the right one. I will get the one that I want to play for you, you know, it's uh, tearing up, you know, the lineage of, of KwaZulu. Uh, yes, I will, I, will get, I will get it for you. I think I got it. Why not? Let's do it. Imvunge, you know, Mbuso uh, Koza taking us, you know, through a length stretch of uh, of the lineage of KwaZulu. And that... Hey, Babkoz. <laughs> how, how do we do that? How, 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 how do we really revisit that stretch mm. of, of talking of kings from Osolomon when you go down? Mm, 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 mm. And then you tell me what you haven't been doing this for the longest time. <laughs> Hey man, we do we do this work without even noticing. Yeah. Yeah, and really reflecting on this one, I can't remember when was the last time I listened to it. Important work, I tell you. And it's it's fresh. It sounds fresh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, he he's it's how he sounds fresh. He's making some classical music, you know, classic music, yeah. not classical, classic music. Well, before that, I played you Africa Shumayela. And uh, before that one, I played you a show way. Important music. I mean, you have been preaching, all, preaching, you know, our traditions and our cultures and yes. the history itself. Yeah. And I know that you have taken a turn uh, in your career. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, and I, I, I've been following some of your the interviews and I... Mm. I took a conscious decision that we are not going to talk about Isandrana and for you to be narrating it because mm. I want people to come and attend the show. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the direction that you took now is for you to be, we were talking off air about having managers and, you mm. know, mm. music associations and yes. you have taken a turn to now have a, a foundation mm, to mm. to now be to to wear a cap of a manager yes you know <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes now you have a cap of of a manager and how has that been it has not been easy working dealing with musicians it's not, it's not easy but 
when I moved to John, I mean to Deben, it in fact. When you moved back. Yes. So I, I mean it was because of my daughter, Alindo Wolfe. Um, I thought I can't raise my daughter with the remote control. But now, whilst I was in Etegwin, I thought, what is it that is going to make change into yeah. people, I mean, young people's lives? So I just thought, okay, let me start a group that is going to dedicate the, their time into indigenous music. And yeah. that's how I formed the African Heritage Ensemble. I called auditions, I, I had no money. I remember I spoke to one of the guys uh, who, who is a regional manager uh, in uh, at Arts and Culture. He said, I have no influence, but you know what, you have my support, just do it. Then they gave me a space to, you know, facilitate these auditions. Yeah. So these are the uh, musicians and singers from different uh, parts of Japan in townships. You know, and the future of our heritage is in, in townships now because they want to discover who they are. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, people who are from the youth in the rural areas, they want to leave the township lifestyle. It's a vice yeah, yeah. situation. Yes. And when you go to these ceremonies at home, you it's people who are from townships. Come in numbers. Very visiting. Yes. So yeah, when 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 I was in Etegwin, I, I I thought let me do something that will change people's lives. And guess what? I'm managing a group of uh, sixteen people, and it's supposed to be twenty because of funding. I haven't been able to do that, but I'm gonna add more. And then on on the other hand, uh, I met this lady by the name of Zawadia Mungu. Mm. She plays ukuku and performs uh, indigenous, indigenous music, but I asked her to do a tribute to Princess Makoko mm, and album. Which that, is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, she was born in 1992, so for wow. me it's amazing. You know, she was working somewhere and I told her, you know, just leave this and focus on your talent. Yeah. And her mother said, this woman is the only one who is a breadwinner here, so what's going to happen? I'll just give her time. In less than six months after she started in music, she started getting gigs. And I took her to school. She studied uh, script writing and acting. So uh, you, you, you are the, the, man, the manager. <laughs> I told her to go to school. As we speak, she's teaching in that institution wow. where she, 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 she studied in Guamash. Mm. And now I'm taking her to vets to do public culture so that she, she, she must be able to do what I do even better than what. How I do it. So you are more than a manager. <laughs> it's that, more you, of a you, mentorship. You, yeah. 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 And I have no plans to sleep with her whilst I'm doing that. Great. Thank you. you know. We need more so, managers uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and um, all of these people, I'm, I'm, I'm identifying their strengths, mm. you know, so that when I take another group, they won't be stranded, you know. You, you know in, it's an institution. This, this thing of you of using... Uh, young people uh, for productions and they dance, they sing, they act, they do everything. After getting that funding, you get another cast to do that. And what's going to happen to these young people? You know. So I thought to myself, if you don't know how to study, don't work with me. Because we need to be able to articulate what you're singing about. Mm. You know, I think... Oh, I think that's, that's beautiful. Days of celebrities are long gone. Yeah. 
you know, this thing of, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the next song, I was in New York, you know, <laughs> we, just, we just need to speak about our culture and we need to excite people about our stories. Yes. And musicians, they all tell about, I mean, South African musicians all tell us about when they are, I was in America, uh, I saw a, a child cry, I mean, crying over a lollipop and, and ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and the mother didn't have uh, uh, some cash. That's and, when I wrote this song. And that's when I wrote this song. So I, I, I gave the mother the, 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 some cash to buy the lollipop and the child was happy and the song is lollipop, ladies and gentlemen. And then we all clap for that, you know. We we need to go out there with a stronger message Word. that people need to hear, and uh, I positioned Sandrana lecture last year mm. as a South African victory because it's seen or it's perceived as a Zulu thing. But all of us in Africa, we were faced with colonialism. Mm. And we need to talk about King Mshosho as well, what he contributed to us. Let me pick your brain on that about, you know, tribalism. You know, yes. sh- share more with us. Yes. Tribalism for me is the most stupidest, stupidest, I don't know how to put it. <laughs> it's long, was it's, running away. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah. it's the, the stupidity that is found in this thing. It doesn't benefit anyone, but it benefits the few up there, I have my people who are going to protect my legacy. Mm. The Zulus will fight for me and tell Tswanas that the by Zilwanyana and tell Abesutukuti by Zilwanyana and my people Abatswana or Abesutu will call these Zulus Matebele mm. Amatrami. For me, what do we gain by that? Nothing. We are wasting time and in the process, we are busy uh, blaming white people. But yeah. now we are in a democratic dispensation. What is it that we're doing that will work in the cohesiveness of our own people? Yeah. When we go overseas, we are so quick to check in. I am going to Switzerland to perform cultural ex- ex- exchange. But when you go to Botswana or you go to... You don't uh, even consider going... <laughs> but let's say you are in Tabane uh, or Lifarakatla here in Rosenberg. Mm. For me, that's still part of the cultural exchange because well. when you go there, you're going to study their history. But you look down on that. Mm. So now when we talk about the, 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 the social cohesion, for me, it should not be about getting into a stadium and hey, let's get these Zulu dancers, Tswanas and, and Indians. And then now they're dancing. Hey, minister, so this is the unity we're presenting mm. just in one day and you make money and you take pictures. Mm. For me, there are conversations that should be going on among us, especially artists. Because there is a lot of tribalism between Tswanas and Zulus in the music industry. And we're fighting over nothing. Why? Because we can hear one another, Zulu and Kosa, when we're speaking. We can hear one another. Mm. Why don't we come together and say, let us rule this country, man, with culture? And then the donors get together with, uh, I mean, Basutu, Batlokwa, because the dialects are almost similar and say, you know what, let's take them on, but in a positive spirit, Mm. you know. I'm I'm sure we would be far by now, and then we learn from from one another, and and Tzana's are dancing, we sit and listen, and what does it mean? That gesture, what does it mean? And then we say, in Isizul, when we hit the floor, 
It is a symbol that we buried the bones of our forefathers on this land. Mm -hmm. We are seeking the inspiration. So our forefathers are are at the highest mm. level uh, of, 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 of the understanding of things, and we seek inspiration from them, ancestors, Amajosi, Abba, Dala, mm. not dead people, because the word <laughs> Ijosi does not refer to a dead person, but anyone who has been long enough to teach us about their experiences in life, they become our ancestors. Mm. So, what I'm saying is, I think. We need cultural intervention in order to dismantle this sickness called tribalism. It's unnecessary. We don't need it. It's good to be proud. I'm, I'm, I mean, I was raised with Zulu culture. I'm proud. It's, I mean, if um, um, suit, mm-hmm. it's good. But once your culture becomes my slavery, then that's where the problem is. That's where the problem is. This is Trans-Africa Radio. Trans-Africa Radio. Made in Africa. Just went uh, 59 minutes after 9 Central African time. Uh, chatting with uh, Mbuso Koza, uh, a value of culture foundation. Yes. I would love to believe that it is what will make sure that you shape the musicians that we're working with now. Definitely. Any future projects in regard to the foundation? Uh, I'll be presenting each Atelier Africa uh, in uh, Joburg Theatre uh, during Africa Month. Great. And also at Tegoni Commemorates Africa Month in, in, in May mm-hmm. with an aim to instrumentize our, our heritage. I'll give you an example. I mean, the, the, I mean, the way we are so ignorant, including myself, for instance... Uso Shangani left here with uh, the Ngunis in um, 18, I think around 1820. From the cause of name, Clement Clan, he took uh, Mabona. Uh, from the Jele family, he took, I think, Zwangendaba, uh, Jele. And then they, they, they traveled to uh, what we call today Bila Bila, but it was mm. called Bilin. Mm. They had a fight there. Uh, and then Zwangendaba was conquered and then he continued with other Ngonis. Today in Zambia we have Ngonis. Mm. But now this should tell you that these Angunis, but the dialect changed because of the migration. So this should tell us that language does not develop from ethnicity but from moving, you know. And then Ushangane was a son of Zigotekakas. Then when because he fought with a lot of tribes there. Uh, they were in Maputo, and actually it was not Maputo, it was Maputo, because there was a river called Maputo. Later there was a king from the Tembe family by the name of King Maputo. Mm. You know, but they misspelled it, and uh, I don't know how can you change it, because people are used to it. But I, Or maybe the, because of the people who were documenting work, they never spoke our language. So whatever that sounded yeah. like... You know, would go. It's exactly when you hear Minimsutu uh, saying, Hey, hello, Mama Koza, Okai. In my head, I say it's like it's U K A Y. Instead of, no, Okai. Oh. Uh, instead of O. Uzongatini? 
when you say Ukai, yes. So in, in as, a, as a Zulu person, I would say it's U K A Y I. Oh, you said I think so that's the way I pronounce your name. The right, I wrote the name before. It's exactly it's exactly how the colonizers would misspell our name. But and, what yes. where I was going is, and then after also Shangane, conquered these nations. Uh, he started to to thank his ancestors, and he said. Oh, Gasom Kul. Oh, Gasom Kul Bahamba Nam. And then we have Gazangulu today. Ooh, 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 this guy, Umzilgaz uh, Gamachoban, left with Amangun here in 1826 after he had a quarrel with King Shag. Uh, there was some sort of a fallout. Mm. And then when he got to what we call Zimbabwe today, Bulawayo today, Amandebela being beaten up by. Amashon, and when they ran back home, where they came from, we're calling them Amokorekore just because we have never studied our history. Yeah. So I'm saying these are the projects that I'm gonna be doing, some sort of a, a, like an Africa Month colloquia, and then I will also present Amahubo with a big band. Later I'll present them with a what you call an orchestra, mm. you know, but because we need to decolorize the orchestra as well. Because this thing of having a slave master who's called a conductor in front of you, <laughs> telling you what to do on which part to come in. My problem is that there are African elements that come like what you call oozing. You know, in the middle of a song, if you, you feel like dancing, it's uncouth according to the setup. Mm. of an orchestra because everything is written down. For me, that's a sign of a slave master because in our culture, uh, imagine uh, when, when uh, Basutu or the Zulu crowd is singing, you know, this is the form of the song. But anyone can just come out and, and dance and run and come back and do whatever that they want. It's free. Mm. But now, because Europeans have got this mentality of individualism, someone must stand in front of you. There should be a composer. In the olden days, music was composed by the communities. You know. So now these are the projects that are coming up. Uh, where I'll be unpacking our history and our heritage and our culture and also put a distinction between Ubungoma and our traditional ways of doing things, our culture. When we are talking about culture, I doubt that we, sh- we, we should involve Ubungoma. Ubungoma is your gift at home. This is why I get so obfuscated when you meet someone uh, who is an artist burning in Apple on the stage. That thing is respected and it's not anyone in the family who's supposed to burn that. There is a protocol. There is someone who is an elder who is clean as well, mm. who has no problem with anyone in the family who would be asked if there is a ritual to be performed or there is something going on at home that we do not understand. And that, Can we contact the elders? And then you have this person to burn in bed. So now as a musician trying to be different, trying to look deep and you are misinterpreting your own culture, you are making a mockery out of, on, of your own culture, even the thing we're talking about earlier, the acting of your culture. Mm. There's a difference between a used culture and an and a lived culture. Used experiences, lived experiences. Mm. So uh, I've watched these productions where they say, I got the solos, I got the solos. We don't even speak like that. 
There's so much over-exaggeration on, on these things yeah. that needs to be toned down. And let's do them normally. Then we can teach our people. Because culture and history can be horrible at times because of the memories that it comes with. Then we need to teach it properly. Word. Yeah. Well, talking about, uh, you know, the human intellectual achievements, the cultural aspects of the things that we are doing. Yes, I told you, I'll be sitting at the foot of wisdom and, uh, you know, we take what we what we can live with, you know, and, uh, you know, we live with the things that we feel like, yo, these ones are hectic. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you know, I think the Impepo talk has been has not been mentioned. I'm talking for myself. It's the first yeah, time I hear, I hear about, you know, the, that there's a hierarchy to Ben Imbeb. But also, you looking into Princess Magogo, now the feminist in me is coming out, yes. especially when you talk about the cultural hierarchy, yes. that now to connect with my ancestor, you know, let's say probably in that hierarchy that you're mentioning, yes. there are no women even mentioned within the hierarchy of burning in babe. No, there are. Oh, great. Please, now let's talk, let's talk on that. And in relation to the feminist, the, the feminist, I will say the feminist movement that we are seeing now, yes. that you, as a cultural activist, yes. what is it that you think that a culture has hindered so much for the women, mm -hmm. for... Um, Talking of Princess Mago, Princess Mago was a hard Scott feminist, you know. Yeah. He, he took his own decisions. Mm. You are being Umbuso Koza and the feminist space, and especially yes. raising, I think you are raising another feminist because of once, you know, uh, the Zwanda comes now and really immense herself in Princess Mago's teachings. <laughs> she will be something else in the modern day. In the, of course, yes. in the modern day. Yes. Your take on that modern. Okay, now let's modern day feminist and your cultural experiences. Yes. How 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 do we tackle that? For me, <laughs> for me, I don't. We, I think we we need to destroy feminism and patriarchy. Okay. And look at each other as human beings. I should not report. I mean, respect you just because you are a woman. I must respect you because you are a human being with dignity, with all the rights, the, you know. So, but these instruments, mm. patriarchy and uh, feminism, I think they, they are somehow um, <laughs> going to destroy us because okay. if, let's say, let's say I marry you yes. as a cause. Yes. The respect that I should give you as in Lovugas, mm. as in Kosigas, mm. should be equal to, what, to the respect that you give to me. But if the responsibility to respect is given to you as a woman just because Ilobolo was paid, mm. then for me, that's slavery. We need to get a patriarchy and a feminism to have a dialogue. Yeah. I like that. You know, how can we sit down and talk? What is the common, our, our common ground? What can we achieve in order to present this stability to people? But I think the biggest challenge now, I said this uh, at the show yesterday, that I think it, in, in 1994, immediately after the elections, uh, 
the government needed to re, to to orientate uh, men or rehabilitate men and say, listen, do you know what democracy means? <laughs> it means the women that were teachers and nurses will be now anything they want to be. They will be driving the Range Rovers. They will be able to buy their own houses now so that they get used to the idea. The abuse and the attack that I think women are experiencing today is the resistance from men who are subconsciously living in those times. Correct, correct. You know, to understand that we have men who don't want to work today, mm. who are being fed by women. Mm. In, in, I think that's okay too. I don't think it's okay. I think I'm the one as a man who approaches you to partner with me. Mm, we to, are partnering. Yes. But since I initiated this thing, I must have a plan. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, now yeah. t- tapping into history for men to, to be able to marry, yeah. the men must be able you know, to show what now this man is ready. They must yes. build, a, you know, your homestead just yes. Uba, but you know, I think I'm ready now. But okay, here's a p- your patch of land. Now you can build for your wife. Exactly, but, that's how culture shaped us to to do things. But because of colonialism, things have changed. In the olden days, uh, I mean, a man was well shaped from a young stage. But in the mon- in the modern day, we are busy shaping a woman, but not a man. We have rituals, um, where the, the, the girl will be prepared, and umemulo, um, all these things up to the stages of, um, of the, uh, until the wedding day. Mm. What is being done to a man? Nothing. But in the olden days, you start as a head boy up to the stage of uh, being uh, in Caesar. Mm. Uh, but when you, they call you in Caesar, it means you are still uh, I mean, in, a young adult. It means that you need older people to take your hands into the manhood, which was called Dukukata. A, a young boy would be kept in a, in, in a room for like maybe three weeks, mm. meditating and getting advices that now the stage that you are taking, you are no longer playing with girls because when you play with girls, they're going to get pregnant and how are you going to maintain that? You're not working. You know, and they tell you, if you go ahead, then we'll disown you, Mm. you know. And then if it happens now that you impregnate this woman, there are consequences you need to pay what you call in Chaul. In Chaul comes with three things, blood, inyongo, numsuan, from that cow. So blood is an admission of guilt. Inyongo represents cleansing. A woman would take this inyongo and mix it with water and wash her body, and you go to science, hydrochloric acid is much stronger than the water from the, the, the car battery, mm. you know. So it symbolizes that it washes away all your sins mm. uh, in front of your ancestors spiritually. And then because your virginity will never be replaced, that umswan it replaces uh, the, 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 the perfume of... What is umswan? Umswan, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's after the cow is digested... Uh, I mean the grass, and then it's bullshit. In fact, <laughs> that's the name. <laughs> Excuse the French. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, it's an, uh, let's say it's an excretion of 
of a cow. That sounds much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so all these things. So, we, 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 the, the, the smell of that replaces your virginity as a symbol. But now, I mean, especially with young men, you yeah. know, uh, dying in initiative schools. Yes. Do you think, and I'm saying this because of that going back to respecting and yes. the distort, the distorting the traditions, mm-hmm. it has been diluted to an extent that, you know, I can also decide, you know what, I'm going to start an initiative school. Yeah, I mean, I think the methods, we need to question the methods because any culture that does not evolve becomes cult. We need to find better ways to perform certain rituals to save people's lives. But if we say culture says this is what must be done, then it's diabolic. It pleases that one individual uh, who who came up with this. I think when we are developing these cultures, we need to keep an open mind that at some point it's going to change. So it's the same with the music. I was attacked by a professor the other day telling me that what I'm doing is just mkwapo, it's not even a mahu. Mm. But the thing is, it's because if Umbuso Koza becomes an authority in the genre of a mahubo interconnected to culture, now when a young person comes and interpret what I've been doing differently, and I say, I know what you're doing is not recognized music, then it means I'm jealous. You know, I should be open to young people who want to do what I'm Re- doing. To revisit the work. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not going to be exactly how, how I'm, even tempo, mm. the posture, st- even the style, stylistics, it's, it's not, like, not going to be the same, yeah. you know, because of the evolution. Word. Well, we are talking to Mbuzo because, I mean, we, we can talk for, for hours and hours, you know. He's a but well, I have a show. <laughs> <laughs> he's a well of knowledge. He, definitely, he has a show. Uh, give us the, the details for today. Uh, we are performing at uh, Joby Theatre from um, 1500, that is uh, 3 p.m. Uh, the show is one hour, 30 minutes, so, and theatre you know, you, you keep time. Yes, you keep time. There have been a, there has been a meme on social media, you know, that if the flight leaves at ten, you will see Africans running towards the flight at five past ten. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Looking forward. Uh, when? But before I, I let you go, when can we expect uh, Zawadi Amungu's album? Zawadi. 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 Yeah, it's a Swahili name. Zawadi means uh, uh, being gifted. Oh, beautiful. By then, Yamungu by God. It's very interesting that uh, our lineage from, if we dated from the south of Sudan in the olden days, Kwachuba, uh, it was called Kwachuba. In the south of Sudan, they were called Nubians. Mm. And when they moved this side, and the, if you check their history, it is connected to Ushem and Ham. Those were the eldest uh, sons of Noah in the Bible. Mm. And then they... There was a man by Untu, who is the reason why we we are called Abandu. Abandu yes. And then later, we have Umguni, who is a, a direct descendant of Untu. But now when you, you go to Swahili, God in Swahili is Mungu. Mm. 
and you ask yourself the, the connection, and you go back to Abraham. Abraham had a son by the name of Naphtal. Naphtal had Ukun, and they were Gunites. You know, these things, you know, they, they have a way of repeating themselves. We have a prophet, in, we had a prophet in 1910 who came up with this, a, 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 a Nazareth Baptist church yeah. uh, that is Shem. But you go to the Bible, they Shem who is the father of black people. It's very interesting, you know, if if we really pay attention to our history, I think a lot will change. Our confidence will come back. And I can tell you now, we are not confident as a black nation. Well, we, are, we have a history that uh, really tarnished, you know, that, that ability in us. We are not confident, but we are proud English speakers. Mm. Even when we are using our own languages. But once you have to go back to your culture and be proud, that's when inferiority comes back, embodies you. Mm. you know? So I think this is something to think about. Intellectually, we need to turn our culture into an intellectual discourse instead of making it a commodity. Word. Because we go overseas, we, we tell lies. People <laughs> wear these Isango Marigalias. A spirit of sugar! A spirit of sugar! There are so many groups who go there and misrepresent us. And another thing... You know, there was a group that I won't mention that went overseas and said they were from a poor country and it is led by a white person. How can you sell your country like that? I can't go overseas and sell my craft by saying I'm is, from... Is, is it the, the group that won some award? I don't know, but, no. they, but there's a group that I saw overseas. Uh, they were interviewed and they were even crying, saying, we're from this, from Limbopo. They said, they, they, I mean, the leader is white. We're from this poor country. They were all crying just because they were on an, I mean, on an American stage. For me, it's not a wonder that you're on an American stage. In fact, you are contributing to the international community. Mm. The, so that inferiority on, and in, on our intellectuality should be demolished and start believing in ourselves. Believe in your culture. Tell everyone that God has never made a mistake when he created Africa. This is, I am different. You continue singing in your language. I'll sing in mine. I, I had an opportunity to sit with Richard Bonner mm -hmm. um, last year. He called me in his hotel room and said, you know, can I see you, man? Hey, uh, in, you know, in passing, you know, he just called me. Oh, in oh, <laughs> 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 not dropping book. So we sat down uh, before we went to the breakfast and then we spoke about uh, his music and the story that he told me about when he signed with a record company, which yes. was Universal at the time. He presented the music because they gave him the budget to record. Mm. And then when he presented the, 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 the master now, not even one song was in English and they looked at each other and said, hey, how are we going to sell this? No, I, I, that I understand. And then... And then uh, they said, can you go and, and write something like a house thing, the, 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 what do you call it, oh. uh, uh, Englishman in, in New York? Uh, and ah. then he said, this is who I am, and if you can't deal with it, then hard luck. Yeah. And guess what? They released the same album. It, within a week, it reached 20,000 20, copies. Later, it, it hit a million copies. Imagine. In his language. Yes. And then I asked him, uh, how, what influences you? What inspires you? He said, my great uh, grandfather was a warrior. He fought 
these colonial battles. And when you're listening to his music, there is even some like more like more like a stratamia. Iche karintikatum, Iche karintikat, Kotomela popo on a chululu, no latis mandola, Iche karintikat. You know, you can tell that if you go to our music, in a cappella, there are similarities, mm. you know. So what I'm saying is, we need to inspire our kids to love their culture. It, I mean, it's fine. We are using English not because we are colonized. We are using English as a medium to communicate across with everyone. But at least try to maintain your African voice within it. Yeah. We must hear it's an African speaking now. Yeah. Because for me, it's a hard job. This thing of training will lend us, you know, into a stroke. Yeah, you know, it's 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 gonna kill us. You know, you're trying so hard to sound, you know, like other people, and you, it's it's hard work for me. It's the same as opera and, and classical music. It's it's European. Yeah. This is why it's so uncomfortable to sing. You know, it's it's you have to mold your voice into. You know, it's it's not it's not nice. Well, Mbuso Kusa says, love yourselves, and there will be a quick one after this particular song. Hi, this is Mbuso Kusa, and you are listening to Moa Africa Wamukhati on the jazz sessions on Trans Africa Radio, One Voice, One Africa. Africa Wakamokati. Tune in every Sunday between 8 and 11 a.m. 8 and 11 a.m. Central African time. Jazz session. I bring you 100% jazz and jazz influenced music from the African continent. It's gonna be jazzy.